Greetings, all. Welcome back to this edition of the Coptimizer podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Flanley. Today's guest, we're going to take a little turn. We're going to do a little something different today. And this show is about cop optimization. And at the root of cop optimization is the cop himself. One of the one of the challenges that we're seeing around the country is a significant difficulty in recruiting new police officers. And it's not a new problem, but today's guest is is an old friend of mine and somebody uh, that I I tapped his talents a while back and now it's all coming full circle. Welcome to the show, Jason Doty. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you the invite. This is different for me. I'm normally behind the camera, so not. <laughs> so this might be challenging me sitting down for an interview, but I'll give it give it my uh, give it my best. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I thought this would be kind of a cool show to do because uh, this the sponsor for our show, Performance Protocol, really is a company. It's about uh, performance optimization, about coaching officers. And one of the common themes from around the country that that we see is police departments are having a hard time recruiting. And while it seems like a new phenomenon, it's really not. And uh, you and I go back a long way. We have kids that grew up together. We coach baseball together. And uh, one of the things that, that I didn't even know about you for a long time was that you were a famous filmmaker. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say famous. Um, uh, so a little bit about my background. So, I mean, I grew up in the area, you know, the Lafayette, West Lafayette area, but I, I went off to film school after uh, college and I had a little bit of success there and won some awards and led to some things. But I came back here. I, I Now I work at a university. I manage a video department, but I do stuff on the side and so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really cool opportunity to like because a lot of stuff that I do now currently with my job is, you know, it's academic kind of uh, motivated and doing a, a recruiting video for a police department was an exciting proposition because I get to shoot some action scenes and and, and uh, <laughs> do something a little different and challenging. But um, yeah, so yeah so that goes back we like 2013 is when we decided to do the uh when you hired us to do or hired me to do the uh first police recruiting video for for the lpd yeah and uh, so where where did where did you go to film school i went to florida state um down in tallahassee so and well, um, well you're gonna have to listen to an upcoming episode that i have coming on with a retired detective donna brown She's retired. She's a retired uh, homicide investigator from Tallahassee PD. So oh. I'm going to I'm gonna have to connect you guys. She's she has some uh, she's written three books and she's got some pretty, pretty amazing stories uh, about police officers and a lot right from that area. But yeah, Tallahassee. Yeah, it's a really interesting town because not only is it the state capital of Florida, but it has two big universities, Florida State and um, FAMU, Florida, what is it, Florida A&M. And it's, so it's a really kind of interesting city. Um, and it's not a typical Florida town. I would say it's more South Georgia because you're really right there in the panhandle, just 20 miles from the Georgia border. So, yeah, but I really like the town. And um, it was an, it was a very uh, 
you know, I had another son there. So one of my sons was born in Tallahassee. So, and, uh, but no, I had a good time there. Tallahassee was, uh, was, it was a nice place. So you were being a little humble a minute ago. Tell me what was the award that you won when you were in film school? Uh, so there was a competition between all the major film schools in the country at the time called the Coca-Cola Refreshing Filmmakers Award. And, um, so competition between like USC, NYU, Florida State, all across the nation. And you pitched a, you wrote a script, you pitched an idea, they picked 10, they gave you the money to make the actual spot, which was the theme was the power of the movies. And then I won that year. And so what happened was my film, my short film got played in like 10,000 theaters across the country in the summer of 2000. And um, it was on Entertainment Tonight and, you know, got there's a big award ceremony in Las Vegas. It used to be called, um, what was it called? It's not, and that's now called CinemaCon. They still have it every year in the spring in Vegas for the theater owners where I met a bunch of celebrities and it was really fun. Um, but, you know, got a little bit of notoriety there and, you know, got you know, some opportunity, but it all, it all led back to West Lafayette, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, life, you're still young, man. You got plenty yeah. of time. And in uh, looking for those, for the people that are on YouTube, I'm looking in the background and I see Anderson. Oh that's, yeah. That's, that's the a, poster in the background. And that's, that's yeah. your movie. That's the thesis film that I did there. And that, that did pretty well too. Um, as far as festivals, it was in a bunch of festivals, and then the the one next to it is the is the Coke thing, Escape Back the Movies, and there's some other projects, short films, screenplay things that I've I've done. And so primarily, what I've been doing, I've been doing, I also do a screenwriter, so I've I've had some success in that as well. I've had a, a, a screenplay that was optioned at Focus Features, and now it's currently in development with a, another group, an independent um, production group. Um, the filmmaker that did, um, I don't know if you ever saw the film Old Henry, but it was a Timothy Blake Nelson movie. He's he's now trying to put it together, something I wrote. So so things are, you know, different things are happening. And so um, I've always had a desire to do this. I started in high school. My high school had a radio TV program where, so at 14, 15, I decided I wanted to be a filmmaker and I just kind of pursued it ever since. So, um, Well, that's awesome. And uh and I'm thankful for that because we got to tap into those talents, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, one of the things you're a script writer, a screenwriter, a filmmaker. So it's 2013. We're even back then we had already seen I, I, I this was my first year as chief. We have seen a significant drop off in the number of applications that are coming into the police department. It wasn't nearly as drastic as it is today. But even back then, we started to see this trend. So I just kind of was looking around. And I had, I remember being a young, impressionable kid in high school. I watched one of these Marine recruiting videos. And next thing I know, I'm down at the MEP station uh, on my way into the military. Uh, I did not wind up being a Marine. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Air Force is, Air Force is fine. That's a whole nother story. Uh, but in any case, uh, I uh, I wind up in the Air Force. But th there was a video that I watched when I was in the recruiter's office that was really cool, too. And anyone that's been in the Air Force, the security police, they've, they, they've seen these videos of the security forces where they're driving in these armored vehicles and they're doing these yeah. nuclear convoys. And, you know, they they show all the cool stuff, you know. 
all that testosterone in the 18, 19 year old kids like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that. And yeah. So, all right. I'm like, maybe we should try something like that. Maybe we should do something that would show our community and show potential recruits what it is that policing offers. And so I work yeah. baseball and I'm like, Hey, I got an idea. And I think it's a, it's a really smart thing that you said about the military because the military has, has heavily invested in marketing every year. They spend millions and millions. I mean, the, the, some of the best commercials on TV are for the military. As far as recruiting, they, they spend a premium to try and recruit. Cause you know, it's, it's always difficult to get people to sign up to volunteer for the armed services. It's not a, it's not an easy sell. Um, and I, I think what you're seeing now is like, obviously with, with police law enforcement agencies are seeing the same kind of difficulty as far as getting, you know, recruits in. And so now you have to invest in that marketing. It's a new thing, right. That's been happening the last 10, 15 years, more so now, um, because it's even getting tougher. So yeah, when you contacted me, I think, um, we had that initial meeting and I had an idea at that time. So um, that one was that video was interesting because I'd never done one. And I th I took more of a narrative approach because what we kind of what we did in that one, I really liked the structure of that one, how that one came out. It'd be nice if we could show up. But I think we we're, we're trying to track it down. Maybe <laughs> you could show a clip. And but the thing the thing that we enjoyed was like we wanted to be informative. Right. This is what our agency is. This is what we offer. This is what we do. But at the same time, we built it a little story, right? And we yes. incorporated a story of a police officer and a detective kind of doing an investigation. And you're trying to, so you would see them in different scenes, talking to people, interviewing people. And then you find out at the end that they're really doing a background check on these new recruits that are applying for the uh, for um, a job at, with the force. So I thought that it came out. It was, I mean, the thing is about these videos, and I think is you could take a lot of different approaches. And I think that's one thing that you have to decide early on. What are you trying to do? I mean, what 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 tone are you trying to set? Um, and so I think that's the first thing you really have to, okay, there's a lot of different ways you can approach it, right? I mean, ultimately it's a sales job. I mean, this you could do kind of, and we can show examples, We and we'll probably watch some examples. There's ones that have a slight comedic tone. I remember there was one we watched back in 2013 that would that had some humor and um which we enjoyed. But the thing about humor with these videos, it's it's high risk, high reward, right? It, Absolutely. You know, because because not everybody has the same sense of humor. So as it, as we just noticed uh, we before we went live here, we watched uh, there's a little controversy down in New Orleans with a recruiting video that they did. They got some pushback from local community. And uh, so we were kind of talking about that. We yeah. we were able to avoid some of those pitfalls. But yes, I risk high reward. I, you know, I like it. Swing for the fences yeah. every now and then. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, when you factor doing anything creative right? Anything creative is going to have some risk into it, especially if you're trying to do something a little interesting out of the box. You're trying to attract eyeballs. You need to do something that's going to stand out from the pack. Um, so yeah. So when you're, that, so that's the, probably the first thing is like, okay, what kind of tone, what kind of approach, what are we going to do? Cause obviously there's information you want to get across, right? About your agency, who we are, what we do, the type of opportunities, those type of things. But then how do you package it into a compelling video that's going to make that person's like, oh, I think I want to 
figure out more about that that uh, law enforcement agency because um, in a video, that's another thing you have to think about is like, you don't want to do something really long. I mean, you just want to get the person interested into taking the next step. So you don't want to bog it down with a lot of information because a, a big uh, law enforcement agency does multitude of things, right? And you can't show everything that you do. So you have to pick and choose what are we going to highlight? What are the things that you think are going to sell this to a prospective recruit, right? What are the most interesting things? What are something that's going to excite that 18 to 22 or 18 to 24 or, or even like laterals, which is something I did in, in my last um, video. That was There was quite a few laterals that had come to that agency. So you're still also looking at people in other agencies. Maybe they'll want to move over to our agency. So you want to make sure that you're, you're, you have your audience, but you don't want to limit yourself and like, okay, we just want 18 or 20 to 24 year olds. You just want to, you know, maybe broaden that out a little bit. It's the cannibalization that's occurring right now, because that's the, uh, you know, the, when you're talking about recruiting, one of the things, and we've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but it's not good for the long-term health of policing. The, the good short-term benefit to police officers is that, it, you know, it offers, it, we're in, <laughs> police officers are in great demand right now. So oh, it gives yeah. you a little bit of leverage when it comes to negotiating for benefits and pay and salary, and then trying to get the country to invest in policing rather than defunding. And that was something I, I was going to cover later, but we might as well just hit on it right now because you know, defunding creates so many challenges for a police department. One is you can't tell your story. You have a no. hard time uh, finding the right people to be able to say, hey, look, um, this is this this is our police department. This is what we're trying to do. And you're quite frankly, your story gets told on the evening news in 30 second sound bites or in a in a newspaper article. And that doesn't always tell tell the story. No, I mean, want. I think. Yeah, I think if if you have the ability, and I know I know some probably larger agencies have like a you know a public fair like a marketing person, someone who's out there. I, at the time I did the last video for your group in 2019, you had like a an intern which was very helpful, um, and we could talk more about that as far as like just just the tech, the nuts and bolts of producing the video. You need someone on the inside that's going to help facilitate whoever you hire to to produce your video because you can't just say to the video producer filmmaker hey we want a video and then just like do whatever you're going to need a lot of coordination <laughs> you know just yeah. to actually shoot the thing because there's there's quite a bit that goes into it because it takes a lot of planning and effort to try and pull something off where you're trying to like you know you want to show the broad range of things that you do so a lot of stuff you're going to set up right because you're not going to hire somebody and like hey just hang around for like two days that's just going to be too expensive you want to be able to coordinate and and set up things and shoot you know a crime scene or shoot you know a traffic stop or shoot so uh a you know a chase scene or something like that in in the uh in the alleyway all right all right so in here so I, i'm just I looked on a uh, police one magazine as I was trying to find some of the examples. And before, before I hit play on this, uh, people that are watching on YouTube, they'll be able to see this for those that are listening. Uh, you'll at least be able to hear the audio. And I, you know, my intent today isn't necessarily to show um, 
a lot of these videos and we're, you know, we're not going to critique these things. Well, at least not no, too no. much. I think the idea really is uh, when we first started talking about this and I asked you to kind of take a look at it, um, I had my ideas in my head and I said, Hey, what do you think about this? And you're like, all right, let me, let me start doing some research. And you, you hit me up after you started doing some research and you're like, man, what were, what were some of your first impressions watching police recruiting videos as you look on the screen here and what do you see, right? Well, they run, they run the gamut. I mean, you've got to be really careful of what trying to message you're trying to send. Um, Cause you have to understand is not only will this video, when you make a public is going out to recruits, but if, community members are going to see it, right? Right. So you don't want to, I mean, you, you've got to be really careful in your approach and what you're trying to show. And, and obviously there, you know, any type, anytime you're doing anything that involves communication, especially with like a law enforcement agency, you really have to keep that in mind. Okay. Not only is this going, if we're going to put this on YouTube, it's going out to everybody. Right. And I think we saw that with the New Orleans thing, right? <laughs> they got significant pushback, especially now in the age of social media where yeah. it's like instant reaction. So you have to be careful with that. But I think when I was watching the videos, the one thing that I saw was like, some were just incredibly cool. And I was like, that that one costs a lot of money. I mean, it's basically, and some were like, oh, that they hire their kid. To, <laughs> I mean, they really run the gamut. And, and a lot of it comes down to budget and how much money you have to spend. Um, so... I mean, the bigger city want bigger cities agencies obviously have a little bit more money and, and maybe can invest in in into um, a, a higher level of production. Um, but I remember the one you showed me. I think the one that stood out for me was the one from New Zealand. I don't know if this is it, but there was one from no. This New is Zealand. this is one that, just that I. Pretty intense, right? Yeah, it's like a movie. You're watching a scene from a movie. Yeah. I can hear the lost crying. This is definitely like uh, this is very well done. Absolutely, yeah. Now I now I know why it was in the top ten. So we're telling a story here. We got a, looks like a uh, potential uh, active shooter. Got a car chase. Great music. Got the canine out, so we're highlighting uh, the drone unit. We're highlighting canine. We're highlighting. Uh, the technology. SWAT team's been deployed. Here comes the tactical unit. Showing some of their technology there. They've got uh, crisis nice. negotiation unit. They've got a hostage negotiator there. Their tactical team. It's, this is this is nicely done. You know, it's it's really giving uh, 
a comprehensive approach to a response to a critical incident. I don't know if I've ever heard this song. I'm gonna have to download this on my iTunes. It's gonna be a good workout song for me. Might be, a, might be, yeah. All right, we'll stop so what, right there. What agency is it? So the I it this is very cool, and this is obviously a, 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 an interesting approach where you're just kind of doing kind of a short film. It's not a hard sell at all. It's just showing what 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 happens. The only criticism I have, because again, it's a it's a great thing, is like that is the is Guadalupe that, County Sheriff's Office. Where where's that at? Um, I don't know. Didn't say. I'll how? Follow. Yeah, but it, the only thing is like, how does that? How if if I'm a recruit and I'm watching a bunch of different videos, that one very cool. But is it selling Guadalupe County? I mean, the thing is, it, it's is in it New selling, Mexico the specific that specific agency i mean it's a very soft sell right it's kind of right. like these are the cool things we do but you're just watching kind of a, a short film which is I, I i'm sure that that's been effective you know i think that they did a pretty good job with that yeah yeah so yeah so uh uh a sheriff's department in new mexico um and, they, and you know obviously wasn't cheap whatever they that that was well done highly professional um and um I mean, the the thing is, is like when you do these videos, right? The real thing is like, do they work? <laughs> are you getting are you getting people watching? Are you getting people interested? I mean, ultimately, that's what you want to happen. Right. And, the um, metrics are important, and that's you know that's a great point because a lot of times you have to begin with the end in mind, right? We need yeah. to make sure that we're accomplishing our goal, and that's to drive in recruits. And that's that's my next point in that. You so you started you started watching a lot of videos back then, uh, and they were a lot of it was it was like watching action oriented movies. It was like watching yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you yes. know, a lot of explosions, a lot of gunfire, a lot of SWAT teams, a lot of a very militaristic appearance. Mm -hmm. And now, and we're we're back in 2013, right? This is yes. This is pre-Ferguson. This is not, um, you know, Radley Balco's book, you know, Rise of the Warrior Cop. He's a New York Times author that wrote that book. I don't even think that had been published yet. So or it was probably close to that. So there was, it, you know, maybe we're now we're kind of getting at some of some of the problems in our own public relations efforts in policing is that we're pushing an image yes. that is running may we're sending some mixed messages to our community so what was your impression as a community member and as a filmmaker and as a citizen when you're seeing okay these are the stories that are being told what what's the conflict here well to be honest i mean i think when i when i went into it and started shooting it and, and watching things i thought i mean there's a fine line right i mean it could come off as overly aggressive. And I, you know, I mean, thing the same thing that excites a recruit about being a police officer, the action oriented things, which I think are awesome. And you should highlight, but you have to be careful again on what you're showing um, and how you're demonstrating that. Um, 
And there's always, I mean, like I said, there's always going to be pushback, but um, yeah, it was really interesting as just someone being a community member. And I, and I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty liberally minded person. And, and to me, it was really, really cool to get that insider's perspective of law enforcement agency being a community member, because I had no idea, right? I had literally <laughs> no idea. I mean, most community members just have kind of this superficial, you know, knowledge of, of your local agency. Like you don't want to get pulled over for speeding and you think, but once I got to know, obviously this goes back further because I got to know you and other officers through other, other, other times. But the thing that really was interesting to me and what was like, what a really cool group of people worked at this agency with a lot of diverse, you know, interests and background. And so my approach when I when I go into to the, the videos that I've done is I like to highlight the individual officers and let them talk about, you know, why they work at this law enforcement agency. Because I think that's typically the most powerful is like testimonials for people that actually work there. Um, you, you, you still want all the cool shots and the action scenes and stuff, but like having them tell the story and just why they're there is really typically to me is, is typically the most, the most powerful way of delivering a, a message to a, to a, to a recruit. But I think, yeah, I think what really opened my eyes and I think if you just, I mean, it, it's with everything. I mean, people, if you, if you don't know people or you don't know that group, you tend to, you tend to have some kind of idea in your head of what they're about and who they are. And unless you actually spend the time around these people and get an understanding of what motivates them, what they're trying to do, you really don't have that that knowledge. And so I think it was really helpful just to me as a community member just to see, to get on the inside and to see like everything that a law enforcement agency does, what, what Lafayette Police Department and what and West Lafayette Police Department does. So yeah. I think if, if if every community member could have that experience, I think it would dramatically change the the uh, public's perception of police. Because you guys, I mean, you're there to serve the public. It is not a job. I mean, I saw it's not a job that is easy. Of course, we don't want to give the recruit a bad thing. When you're doing these videos, you don't want to come off as like, this job is so hard. But it is it is. <laughs> It is difficult and, and it's, you know, and it's fraught with a lot of, you know, obstacles and not only you're dealing with people typically on their worst day, you know, and, and people that aren't giving you, you know, you're dealing with people that aren't at their best and you're trying to take control of the situation. And yeah, here, here's another really, uh, here's a great example of a, of a high quality production. You can tell that this is this is done in a way that most agencies probably are not going to be able to do this. And this was a this is one that LAPD did and to uh, thank the service and commitment to veterans and an effort to recruit veterans. So this is kind of the 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 other side of the coin, having a military style recruitment video versus trying to attract military veterans all right look at this and pay to use that song i know this is not cheap that's santa Monica. yeah i mean if you're i mean this is a perfect example if 
right? One of the things you can sell is geography, the town, the city. I mean, this is a huge selling point to recruits. Where do I want to live? And Los Angeles is, has a lot of appeal and you want to show off the city. This is what you do, right? Right. Now we got some action shots starting to yeah. get mixed in, some community service shots, and yeah. then we're gonna hit all of all the different aspects of the PD. And this is so this is where the storytelling comes in, right? It's yeah, not not just about arresting bad guys. That's that's part of our mission, but eighty percent of police work is service oriented. So I think they do a nice job in this video of blending all of those things. I mean, you can't go wrong with that song either. I mean, no. geez. Jeez. That, yeah. So if you got the cash. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's weird. That's, that's very well done. Yeah, they did a good job. And I think they had a specific, a couple things. They had a specific audience in mind they want to target, right? Um, former military. And it was really a recruiting video, not only about the agency, but just the, the geography, the location, living in Los Angeles. Because that's always a really strong selling point. It's a thing that you know that you know law enforcement agencies and in tip in in other areas they're gonna it's gonna be more challenging, right? Um, right. For instance, you're in the Midwest, and so one of the things that, I don't know if we we talked about it earlier, we might have mentioned it. So when you're thinking about doing a, a recruiting video, right? What time of year should you should you shoot this, right? So if you're in the Midwest. Winter is typically not a very pretty time to go out and shoot things. So you want to make sure you're shooting in late spring, summer, fall. Those are the type when you really want to get to show off your city. Because that's one of, like you said, one of the selling points of the agency is where you're located. So keep in mind when you're deciding, hey, I think we should do this. Let's do let's do a recruiting video. Don't start your process in October or November, right? Because, you know, once you hire somebody, you know, it's going to take some meetings, discussion, and you get some planning. You want to make sure that you've got, you know, uh, a, a time frame where you can do this video and it, you're, you're going to show your city at its best when it looks really nice. Um, so keep that in mind, too, because I think with the interesting thing we ran into that in 2013 is we started that process in in early November, and so the shots of the city and I, we did get some we did get some nice days. I think it was late October, early November. We did get a couple of nice days to go to shoot, but then you know we just ran into some really nasty weather, and so some of the shots were like that's oh, shots of the city of an overcast you know November sky. But in the 2019 video, we shot it in July, which was perfect. Um, because this, the town looked green, it looked pretty. And, um, yeah, so that's something to keep in mind when you start this process, because obviously you're not going to have the reason. I mean, if you're in Los Angeles, you can shoot whenever, right? If you're in Florida, you can shoot whenever, <laughs> but if you're in an area like Cleveland, 
um, <laughs> or <laughs> or Indiana According to or, New Orleans, right? Exactly. You're going to be limited. <laughs> I just think about that because that's because again, you're trying to sell an image. It's all about selling the town, the agency, and you want to put your best foot forward when you're presenting that to a, a potential recruit, especially if you're some if you're recruiting people that are you know maybe don't know the area, right? right. If you're trying to trying to reach out to people across the country, which you're going to have to, right, in order to get people interested. Um, and then it's important also with geography is a thing I don't know if we talked about is like what makes your agency unique, right? What what sets you apart? Because there's all these towns, cities, you know, in the Midwest, everywhere have police for police enforcement agencies. So law enforcement agencies. So what makes it unique? And that's that's where you start to build your story is you tell that story is this is why we, we, we're unique. This is why you want to work here. And this is why you want, you know, you want your, you, you want to come here and, and work as an officer. Yeah. Cause that impression, like we said, is important. If you, because you can do, you can do harm with the wrong type of video. If you number one, alienate your community and you create yeah. something that's maybe not reflective or doesn't, doesn't put your best foot forward or at least what your community is expecting. And then yeah. you, if you create false expectations for potential recruits, uh, they, you know, they get fired up for a video and they come, you might attract the wrong type of candidate, the, the, the person you're not looking for. And then when a candidate does get there, they may be like, man, this is, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like I saw in, in the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have successfully pulled somebody from across the country to come to your place as a filmmaker, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done your job. You just have to. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, you just want to get him interested. And then when you bring him in, he's like, well, I just want to let you know, it does get cold here in the winter and it doesn't yeah. always live, which they have an understanding of that. But, um, right. But, but in the end, um, talent talent is the most important thing. That's what we're trying to attract. And we're trying to attract people with the right characteristics. So, and I think LAPD did a good job in that video. Um, in that, you know, it's look, you know, compassion, empathy, hard work, effort, community. Yeah. They do a yeah. really good job. And clearly, clearly somebody that um it's, you know, and nothing, I've seen some officers that have developed these types of skills inside of agencies that have produced some fantastic work. Uh, there's a group out of Indianapolis that travels around and they do, uh, for Officer Down Memorials, they do uh, production work of officer funerals. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's sad that they have to do it, but, you know, what man, they produce some videos that are just like, wow, what a powerful thing to be able to share with uh with a family member and somebody that you know what a great memory of of service and sacrifice so yeah there's these there's there's so many things that can be done and, and we're talking today we're focusing mostly on these recruiting videos um but bef remind me before we leave because one of the most videos watched from our agency one that you helped uh, produce also uh was uh community service um informational video that we did after a police use of force and, oh, yeah. and so having that done in a professional way um was really beneficial again because it allowed us in a in a longer format to be able to put together a complete picture of a use of force incident provide some context provide some uh you know, the narrative in terms of you know here's what the body cam footage shows 
here's yeah. what the officer heard on his radio. Here's what the 911 traffic was. And, and here's where we are in the process. And that was beneficial as well. So for somebody, you know, and, and this is, it's kind of interesting. This is a, it's almost, it's like a burgeoning career field inside of the profession. Uh, like you mentioned it, we had an intern that was working with us from Purdue she was really good with the social media stuff. She was fantastic. We tried to hire, um, but she, you know, she went off to California. Um, California dreaming, right? I know. She well, saw that video. <laughs> it was all about, I think it was about a boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah someone she, that she yeah, met she in grad had. school, but yeah. uh, nice uh, Air Force young man. So anyway, I digress. The, um, all right, let's let's show another one, and this one is a, it's a little bit different, and it's a it's this is again one of the top ten videos. To build and maintain a community of the highest quality. Let's go back and start that at the beginning. Abilene Police Department since 1883. We so we're showing, just like you said, kind of geography, of right? Quality. We're, we're getting a little bit of a feel for Texas. And this is uh, this is a creative use of drone technology. And I've seen some yeah. of these commercials being made, but yeah, kind of like one of those uh, single shots, a fly yeah, through of the agency. So um, like again, if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, Take a minute when you when you do get stopped, you can and do this top ten video much, search Steven? through Police One, expected. or you can go straight to YouTube and Abilene, Texas Police yeah, Abilene, uh, Recruiting Texas Video. So they had a cut right there, you can tell, but that was cool. For how they do it, they flew into a dark. Oh, this is great, yeah. That's a cool headquarters. It is. I. I actually had the thought when I was watching this, it almost looks like uh, like they took over a, an unused strip mall and built a police department yeah. in it, just rent, completely renovated, which is a great idea. Um, especially if it's in the right spot, location is important. Well, here's the thing. Another really important thing about this is they're showing off, off the facility. Again, what's unique about Abilene is they've got this incredible headquarters. I mean, you're looking yeah. at I was like, man, I'd love to work there. Look at the look at all the all the stuff that they have. They have this incredible gym, really cool lobby, these cool offices. You know, it's a lot of a lot of really interesting space. And so I think when the filmmaker, when they decided, okay, how are we gonna do this? Is like, well, you've got this incredible, you know, unique headquarters let's show it right and the way they did with the way they're doing it smartly is through this kind of drone you know shot where we're going through all the different areas and showing off i mean it's got all these windows it's a really pretty a pretty headquarters and you, i mean obviously not every law enforcement agency is going to have something like this but like i said what they did was they decided the filmmaker or, or the the police uh, unit as well. They said, what's really unique about this agency? Like, what's really unique is like, we've got this incredible facility. I mean, let's show it off. And that's what they're doing here. Yeah. And it's a very clever way where they just, where they integrated the different units inside the police department. So they're telling, they're showing the headquarters, but they're telling a story as yes. they do. Very All the subtly. different things. 
Yeah, like, all the different, not a hard sell, all the different things that they do. And there's a nice tempo that's building. It starts off nice and soft and quiet. Now the tempo starts building. We go into that 911 center. We hear a police call coming in. We show investigation saying, hey, we're flipping this investigation. Great job. We're turning it over to SWAT. And now we're seeing everything gear up and uh, we're, we're moving towards an outcome. That shot should look familiar to you. Watch command. Team's yeah. up. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. I'm going to go in. Oh, yeah. Some, again, uh, some more, some more cool music. So in order to pull something off like that, that was a lot of planning, a lot of coordination, the timing, that was not easy. I mean, that was, you know, of course you get it, you get it done in a couple, cause they had a couple of hidden cuts. You'd get it done in a couple of shots. You're done. But the actual planning and setting that up, I imagine took a lot of time. And so you had to have full commitment from your entire department in order to do that. That's another thing to think about when you do these videos is that not only, I mean, you're going to have to have multiple people involved. You want to show off the department. So you want to make sure you get as many people involved as possible. You want to make sure you get a diverse range of people, young officers, older officers, male, female, you know, a broad spectrum of diversity, because that's something you want to, you, if you have that, obviously you want to show that off. But you have to, if you're going to do this, I think another thing as a, as a law enforcement agency is like, you got to be committed to do it, right? You just can't like, okay, we'll just have a, somebody come in and shoot something. And, you know, you're there's going to have to be a lot of cooperation in order to pull something off that's effective and interesting to watch. So so in the first video that we did um, back in 2013, you really built, I thought, a, a clever script that kind of weave that same kind of story in but it was really about who we're looking for yeah you know, the investigation was okay here's the type of person that we're looking for and uh it was it was successful uh we got a lot of we we did see a bump in the number of applications that we got we did uh we did survey the officers that were were applying um we had several that said yeah they you know the it wasn't necessarily the video that sold them, but the video is what brought their attention to the agency and the organization. And and that's primarily what you want to do. I mean, you're not going to sell somebody, oh, I'm signing, I'm going to sign my name on the dotted line based on the video. You're just trying to create interest awareness so they'll take the next step, right? So that's, you know, it, and it goes to like, again, don't bog down your video with a bunch of details, you know all the benefits package, every, I mean, you can include snips, snippets of it, but like, just be careful. You just want to get them interested. You just want to whet their appetite to make sure that that recruit follows up and goes to the website and, and um, starts the process of looking in, into applying. So we, so we, we learned a few things from that first one. And uh, one of which was be careful about what time of year, that you actually start this process. Yeah. So I'll start. I'm going to show. I'm going to show your video now from 2019. Uh, this is um, the second one that we did at uh, Lafayette PD, and this is this is up on for those that are. We'll put this put this stuff in the show notes, and we're gonna we're gonna find a copy of the original one and throw that in there as well. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get this one started, and we'll kind of let's kind of talk talk our way through this one as well. to leave impressions on this world long after you're done 
and there's no better place to do that in policing. I start every day kind of knowing that I'm going to have a big impact on my community. We all have that common goal of trying to make a difference, trying to make this the best community that we can. This is the place where real police officers come to work and make a difference every day. So this is where you're kind of threading in the officers. The personalities of the officers. We're showing geography. You know, putting a little action in there, keeping it keeping it entertaining at the same time. The opportunities here at the police department are vast. We have a wide variety of things from canine. Show what the different specialties are. Show what show what people street crimes unit can do, do what like kind of opportunities they're officer. gonna have inside people the organization. Like they could be a crime scene tech. They could be a traffic officer. Pretty much anything you would like to do with your career, you are able to do it here at LPD. We receive numerous training hours. From the time you start getting hired, to the time that, well, 29 years, I'm still learning. Part of the reason I came to Lafayette Police Department was because of and the this was, this is a good example of technology. We're the going like some of some of the things that we were doing from a from a technology always perspective. Looking for that next frontier. Looking for people that what might be interested be in that type of work inside of policing. We are always constantly analysts, ourselves uh, to be the best officers we can be at every level. Detective fitness is incredibly important to our occupation. We have this amazing CrossFit facility right here in our training center. It's open 24 hours, and it's really been a game changer for our officers. Lafayette's unique in the way that we're not a big city, but we're also not a small town either. You don't realize until after you live in other locations how much this city has to offer. It falls right in between Indianapolis and Chicago. And one of the unique things about us here in Lafayette is we have Purdue University right across the river. What I think makes LPD such a great place to work is the people. These are people that I consider family and friends, not just coworkers. They're there for when you get married. They're there for when your kids are born. All around, I, I couldn't ask for a better group of people to work with. This job is so very important, and we need the best people we can find. We offer you know, great compensation. There's a take-home car program, the ability to join a specialty unit if you're interested in that. It's just a great agency to work for. There's a lot of really great men and women that work here. For the people that want to stay busy, that want to use that new technology, that want to make a difference, this is the place. Where do I sign up? <laughs> I know. I uh, I got I got wrapped up into it, and I did, and I made it. I was like, I'm just <laughs> um, yeah. But, so yeah, I thought yeah. Overall, that. They came together really well. I mean, the, all the different things that we we're able to accomplish, and and um, the interviews. I mean, I think the heart of it is, and that's the the important thing is a lot of times when you go into this, you you got to identify the people that can talk, who can give you those good sound bites and nuggets that you can build a story from. So if you if if you're an agency that's like ah, because when we encountered, and I can talk about the West Lafayette one a little bit. They had done something um, they were not happy with, um, and, and it was no fault of the of the person they hired. It was it was someone who was young and inexperienced. But they, the problem they had was that he was they in the interview process of interviewing the officers. They didn't get the information out because I think he there might have been some intimidation factor, and they just didn't get a lot of good sound bites to build a story, and so. 
I think that's an art in itself and is, is the filmmaker, because again, that's a different approach. Like we saw Abilene, we saw L LPD, LAPD, where you didn't do interviews. You're just doing visuals. You're doing this kind of really cool visual, you know, either a montage or the single drone. But if you do, um, you do it the approach I did where you're going to sit down and interview these people and get sound bites and build a narrative from that, you have to make sure that you get people that can talk and the person doing the work can do a good interview to pull that out of the officers because not a lot of officers are are as um, talkative as Pat. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's a wonder how he wound up in a podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. So you've got to make sure that um, you have people in your agency that can, that one, that they're willing to sit down and talk to you. And two, they have something interesting to say. But a lot of that, a lot of those responses will just become from you, you're just talking to the officer about why they like working here. And then, you know, after, you know, we interviewed, I think for that, we did a lot of interviews. I think we ended up doing 14 to 15, which might have been probably too many, but you know, the interim is very ambitious in scheduling the interviews. So I had probably two to three hours of just interviews to go through to pull out the different, and, and sometimes you have to do that just to pull out those, what I call the, you know, those nuggets that really, really shine and, and, and tell the story of the agency. Yeah. Well, so in a minute, I'm going to, I do want to uh, show the West Lafayette video as well. Uh, before I get to that though, I, I, the, I think there was some, for people that are listening to this, that, or, you know, maybe you're a chief or you're an admin or somebody that is thinking about, Hey, should we do one of these videos? Um, this is the, the, you know, it's, it's always better to learn from the mistakes of others and try to try to improve before you even get started. So making sure yeah. that you do your homework. So I think you've been dropping some really good nuggets here. Um, as, as, you know, speaking of nuggets, <laughs> um, one of the things that I thought like, um, or, or maybe like, maybe here's the question, right. When, uh, compared to where you were back in 2013, like pre-Ferguson, because what what we saw, right? We we alluded to this earlier. The number of applications are going down. The rise of the military cop. You see all these really intense recruiting videos that are highlighting only really once one small portion of policing. Like a SWAT response in a police department is less than one percent of what an agency yeah. is doing. So if if you make the video ninety percent about a very small portion, then then you're probably not doing yourself any favors. Uh, it's still fun to show that stuff and put it in there, but again, weaving it into weaving it into the story because in the in the aftermath of Ferguson, that was the big push in the country and, was yeah. like the, the rise of the militarization of the police. Yeah. This you know we're at war with our communities sure. and we weren't doing ourselves any favors by some of the videos that we were pushing out there. We were basically kind of saying, yeah, you're right. This is what we're doing. And it's important, you know, when you talk, because here's 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 the uh, the issue, right? Showing a SWAT response is very visually interesting from a filmmaking standpoint. It's right. interesting to watch. There's a lot of elements going on, and it's it's very cinematic. It can be, right? If you shoot it, and so it's a really cool thing to show, right? But you have to balance that with okay. Is this the message? I mean, show a little bit, but you don't want to dominate your video with it. But also when you think about it, well, what is 80% of police work? Is it it's you're sitting down at a desk, 
you know, on a computer. And that's not something particularly visual that that's going to sell the agency. I mean, you know, that's not the sexy part of being a, a police officer. So you have to figure out a balance. I mean, what, what is your balance? What do you want to show? And, and I think that leads us into to, to West Lafayette because they saw the Lafayette one. They really liked it, but they're like, well, we want um, we want a different approach. They they really wanted to stress community, and and um, which is not do that. We didn't talk about that in the Lafayette police uh, video, um, but they didn't want they didn't you know because if you look at the Lafayette one, it's it's it, it it's engaging, right? It yeah. pulls you in. It's got this very aggressive, not aggressive, but it's got this beat music where you're you're locked in, you're hearing all these great things, you're seeing all this cool stuff. But I that was the one thing when I first met with the chief, he was like, I think we we want a a different pace. We yeah. don't necessarily want um that kind of fast, you know, and you know, we we want to show off the stuff that we do, but I think they're when I met with them is like the message I got for them is like we really want to stress the community support that we have because that's the thing a lot of agencies struggle with. That's what makes West Lafayette, not to say Lafayette has, they also have community support, but just this particular video for West Lafayette, they wanted to stress, we the community has their back. You come here, right. you're not going to have to put up with the headaches of of constantly being, you know, um, you know, yelled at or, you know, bad press clippings or stuff in the media. You're going to feel the support of the community. Because you're part yeah. of the community. Yeah. Well, I think that's also so that's the other thing. Right. And that's, you know, some of these different videos, you see different personalities, different characteristics. And and there are 18000 police departments in the United States, some very, very big, like your NYPDs, your LAPD, Chicago, Houston, some gigantic agencies. But then most police departments are very small, you know. 20 officers yeah. or less, uh, 50 officers or less. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it, I think it was, you know, smart to want to have a, you know, have a different character to the the video because, you know, two cities side by side, um, I know very similar, but also very different. different. The, yeah. the core of the policing mission is the same for both, right? It's community yeah, service, uh, community safety. Um, but, the 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 environment in which you're policing is different so it's it's good to tell it's good to find a way to tell your own story and that's i thought i thought it was very nicely done um so let's let's kick into that one um watch this video and then i think we're we're probably probably getting up there so we'll uh we'll think about wrapping it up afterwards but the videos are kind of fun to watch and yeah and give my best what makes West Lafayette Police Department a great place to work is the people. There's so many things within the department you can do. There's a real emphasis and focus on just developing good, well-rounded officers. West Lafayette's community is by far the best community to work for. And we all work in the best communities. We all, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some <laughs> very consistent things, right, with every right. department. I think one of the biggest reasons that I applied is the massive opportunity that you have in the police department. We are an agency of 50 officers. Because of the size, you have the opportunity to get into different specialties that you're actually passionate about. I'm a canine officer. I'm an active shooter instructor. Crisis intervention team member. We have a motorcycle division. There's a detective division here in West Lafayette. 
There's always room somewhere for some type of advancement in the department. Anything that you set your mind to, you have the ability to do here. You can further your education. I went back and I got my master's degree. They want you to become a better person, a better officer. I chose to apply at the West Lafayette Police Department is because I really like the area. West Lafayette's located two hours south of Chicago and one hour north of Indianapolis. To me, it's beautiful. You've got the small city aspect, but then you can go out into the country. We have numerous walking trails, bike trails. It's just a great active community to raise a family in. We have access to some of the finest education in the country. Your kids can go to top-rated public schools, and then Purdue University is situated inside of our city as well. I think having Purdue in our backyard is, is a really big bonus. The college atmosphere, I think, brings a little bit different spice and flair to the So for, so for the people that are, are listening, they, the uh, it has a large international there's some really good that really cinematography that's done, some great area. video shots, and again, going back, showing different cultures. what I enjoy the most the, is the, geo the geographic aspect of what you mentioned we'll a few times a in this. Test in our um, bar district and, and you know, quite frankly, you're able to unique highlight some of the unique things to a university town. Right? Um, Being next to a yeah. Not, not awesome every city, you know, there may be 18,000 police departments, fan, but uh, there's but only so many that are in the Big Ten or in, you know, what yeah. in a Power Five type of school. So of basketball environments, football state, you know, football Saturdays across America. Um, yeah, so this was an interesting, so they contacted me to do this video work together in early October. And I was like, community events. we got to get started right now. So I shot a ton of B-roll in that first month just to get it in uh, before, you know, the, the weather changed. And then we the weather did change on us and we kind of put a pause um, in, in the video. So we actually shot a lot of the stuff the commanders in, um, people are awesome. in October, and then we end up doing the interviews in February. People and then we had to, I had to shoot a couple more things. I work with some um, and we shot that in early March once the snow melted. We do genuinely take care of each other and check in with each other. That was one of the, the difficult things about the video, but it all came together pretty well. Um, great knowing that the people you work with are your family. So I think it's the people. And this one's a little longer than I, social worker. to be honest, it's I try and shoot for between anywhere from uh, three minutes really seems to be like a really nice and that is huge place to, to, to do a video. Um, this one's a little longer, but like when I was talking with them, they were like, we're fine with it being, you know, we want to make sure we, we cover everything. And so I, I was like, okay. So I had a version I was, I felt pretty happy with as far as like, all the different elements and it was a little longer but it's still it still i think holds holds people's attention because that's another thing you have to think about it's like yep. you know you don't want to do a 20 minute video no one you know people are gonna you know as soon as they see 20 minutes i'm not watching you know you want to keep it short and you want to keep it on point um so that was something that we also learned in that original video that we back did back in 2013. I think that was a little longer, yeah. The first the first one was seven minutes, and uh, see, yeah. and we needed yeah. seven minutes to kind of set up the the investigation yes. and kind of yes. set the set the theme. the The problem was that there was you know people weren't watching the whole thing, no. so. Yeah. Um, so then we did create a shorter version we did. of that video, and uh, yeah. And we All also right. did the same. We did the same thing with LPDs. We we end up doing. We had I think what what was the three minute, and then we did a I did a minute version, and I did a thirty second version. I think that actually 
aired on local television, like they, cause you guys got free commercial time from the local uh, uh, news station. But um, yeah, so there's also that thing you need to think about, you know, repurposing the video, different versions, you know. So like if you're, for instance, if you're, I don't know, see, this is my ignorance. I'm, you guys set up, I'm, I'm certain you guys set up at different places, maybe universities or where you're, you know, advertising your agency. And so if you're in that setting and if you have a, a monitor or a screen, you don't want a five minute video. You want something 30 seconds, right? So something, right. so when you go into this process, think about when you're talking to whoever you hire, it's like, well, we also want, we want a three to four minute version that we can put on YouTube, but we're also thinking we want some 30, 60 that not only we can share on social media, um, because uh, Twitter's one where there's a limit on, on, on the link you can put up. But like if you're just in a, some kind of environment where like a trade show or recruiting thing that you could just throw up on a screen and people, you know, as they're walking past, won't have to sit there for 10 minutes to watch. So that's a lot. And we've covered a lot of ground and we've we've looked at a few videos and, you know, just in an hour, we've only looked at like four or five videos. And there are. Oh, where, awesome. whereas in 2013, they were kind of hard to find. Like there were, there were some agencies that had done them, but now there it's, it's, it seems every police department has a recruiting video and that, and yeah, it's kind of that race to uh, what and needs interesting, to be done. Yeah. And one of the, and it, I think we might've talked about the one that I remember distinctly is like you showed was from New Zealand. Cause yes. I mean, there wasn't a lot of video. I mean, there was a couple and to be honest, there wasn't a lot that were well done at that time. Um, we we were kind of in the early stages of, of recruiting videos, but the I remember the one that you showed me from. But that was yeah, that national. one was that New Zealand one was actually in between the uh, the first one we did and the second. Oh, was one it? We did. Okay, yeah, because right. I when I was at um, the uh, the IACP convention, there was a training block on a hey, built on recruiting videos. Okay. And which was again some of the motivation to have this show because they they brought in uh, some video production folks and the folks from New Zealand actually taught a class about what they did and how they made that yeah. uh, recruiting video. So again, another one, another one that's I think pretty pretty cool. If you've never seen it, folks, jump on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying it definitely to make some has a so more a, a more comedic tone to it. So it's 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 entertaining. So. Um, and again, like we said, comedy, high risk, high reward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you take, if you do, if you do something comedic, just be, just be careful um, because that could turn off a lot of people. If, because not everybody has the same sense of humor. Now, so all right. Just keep so that in mind. With that being said, we're, I'm, we're going to have to do one more. Um, <laughs> because this one, I think was one, speaking of humor and comedy, it might've been, um, it might have been one of the more popular ones uh, from last year or the year before. Yeah, it's uh, and you probably have not seen this. So uh, let's we're going to get a raw uh, interpretation. OK, as, Late as on we, me as we go. <laughs> Howdy, folks. Officer Big B here. Are you looking for a new <laughs> job? Are you ready to try something new that'll make a difference at doing something really great? Well, come on, here at the Fort Worth Police Department. We're hiring and we got it all. We got your patrol vehicles. We got your explorers. We got your Tahoes. And we even got your F-150 responders. Say what? Now, currently, 
you may not have SWAT. But come join us here at the Fort Worth Police Department because we've got SWAT. Yes, sir. We've got your armored vehicles. We've got your Bearcats. While these big machines here takes a licking, keeps on ticking. That's right, folks. You may be asking Fort Worth, yourself, but Big B, Texas, I for people that are listening. I know this yeah. This made this circuit oh, in the uh, police world last year. It's pretty. Step right over it's here. It's very folks. clever. Great. Oh, very funny, yeah. We have got our quarter horses, and even if you're lucky, maybe even a thoroughbred. That's right, folks. You're not going to find more horsepower than what we got here for you right here in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, you may be asking yourself, I'm an officer, Big B, that would rather hopper on a chopper. Well, folks, you're in luck. We've got your motor unit right here. We've got your <laughs> roadway. Oh, yes, sir, we do. We've got your dual sport for the off-road. Are you eco-friendly folks out there? We got these bicycles. Oh, the only footprint you're going to leave is on the pedal. Now, folks, you may be asking yourself, do I have to be brand new to join our Fort Worth Police Department? No. Right here, we take uh, trade-ins. Folks, we've got an amazing lateral program right here for all of you officers that are out there saying, you know what? I'd like to make a change for a little more cut change. That's right, folks. Come visit us here if your credit's good where you're at right now, because we'd like to give you a chance to do that happy dance. Now, folks, I could go on and on about the amazing things that we got right here for you at the Fort Worth Police Department, but don't take my word for it. Give us a call. Send us an email. It doesn't matter if it's a.m. or p.m. Just send us that DM. And I'll tell you what, you talk to that recruiter and you tell them Officer Big B sent me here. And you come join us right here at the Fort Worth Police Department in Fort Worth, Texas. That's the Fort Worth Police Department in Fort Worth, Texas. Did you hear what I said? The Fort Worth Police Department in Fort Worth, Texas. Guy in the right supposed to be the... One of those blow up... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll even got the little... That's clever. That's very yeah. clever. Um, and that that takes a police chief that's willing to let's let's try it. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I can imagine you come in and so a, a couple things. So. I hope if that guy's an officer, he's awesome or he is. Maybe yeah. He was, yeah, yep. He's fantastic. So if you have someone like that, absolutely, um, because he did a fabulous job because you would need uh, someone with that type of dramatic range to pull that off because he was great. So you gotta have someone like that, it, you know. And I think you want to use an officer. You, do, you wouldn't want to hire an actor for that. That's fantastic that he's actually an officer. And then it was, it, it just, it was, it, you know, held my interest. Funny, it's funny. And um, the the question is, was it gonna? I mean, I think it's gonna attract eyeballs. Um, we'll see how well they get people. Like, ah, uh, again, I, it, it goes all, it goes to, it, it's going to cut through a lot of the noise out there because it's much different than what you normally see. So I think it'll get interest. Um, but will people, you know, email or call? They have the flashing yeah. number, so hopefully they call. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, that little production effects that they did were... Uh... Here's the thing now, that's been done. So I, another thing that I, people will come up is like, well, we want to do something like that. I was like, we don't want to copy you know, right. I mean, they did it. So you, you have to move on from that. So I, if you want to something in that tone, then you have to like brainstorm and then think about something that, you know, you can kind of frame your message in a really unconventional way, like in a car commercial, used car commercial or, uh, you know, you know, some like home shopping network thing or <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of different things. I think I think the one injury the, attorney that'll be the next injury one. attorney. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could you could do to try and frame your spot, frame your video in a in an unconventional way.
but that was that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and um, that brings up another another pretty good point because there were a few years ago, especially during COVID, right? I think we saw this in a lot of different um, we a lot of different ways. People with the best of intentions, some of these lip syncing videos and then the dancing videos, you know, uh, oh. the, the in the police world, it was um, who was who was the uh, late night guy that was doing the sing alongs in the car. And then, you know, some police oh, officers, car, the karaoke thing. Yeah. yeah. Carpool karaoke. James Corden. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and, and then there was police officers that started doing it on TikTok and then, you know, in their social media channels and it kind of gained a little bit of momentum. And then there was the uh these whole videos being produced and there was so speaking of pushback there was some pushback from communities that were kind of like all right how much time money and effort are police departments spending <laughs> to produce these kind of like fun lighthearted videos when you know i can't get someone to show up at my 911 call um, yeah so there is you know there's always and i'm not saying you shouldn't do it i'm just saying you have to strike a balance and you have, you know, timing is everything, right? Yeah. Um, and so if you copy, sometimes you're, you're probably behind the power curve already. If, if you're yeah. mimicking or doing something that someone else has already done. So that's a great point. Be careful about, be careful about what you do. Um, yeah. And, and when you do it. Well, and just because you see something and you try and emulate that, you need that guy. That was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is you need someone to pull off that performance. Because if you don't, I mean, because I initially I thought that guy's an actor or he's got some kind of background in theater because he, he was great. And yeah, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he was. I remember reading that he was. Yeah, he was that an means, yeah. So, I mean, think about those things when you're trying to think about, OK, we want, you know, we want something like that where you have scripted scenes or something where you're going to need a performance you know, recognize the limitations of your own officers as far as it comes to being an actor, right? I mean, it's, there would be some that are, I think in the 2013 video, we had a we had um, a few people that had really surprised me in how well they did as far as reading lines and performing lines, because we we did have scripted lines in that one. Who was the guy? I, I can't remember. He was the one that was giving the briefing. Oh, that was um, uh, Chris Weaver. It was Lieutenant Chris Weaver. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, roll job. call. Yeah, he did a good job. And then he was at the end as well. Um, yeah, he did a good job. Okay. So we've been going for a while. So let's let's wrap it up. Let's, you know, just a couple of closing thoughts and maybe, you know, a recap for for an agency. All right. Hey, I'm looking to do a police recruiting video or even just some type of informational video to uh, show the community what we do on a daily basis. Um, what are what are Again, just maybe some uh, a, a quick summary of what people should think about. And, you know, this isn't a a, a sell for Jason Doty. This is really a sell for uh, sure. hiring a professional to do this work because yeah. <laughs> there is a danger in yes. getting the wrong people trying to do the work. Because that you put the, that first point is is very important because video equipment software it's ubiquitous now anybody everybody in it anybody has access to it right if the tools aren't expensive there used to be a barrier you know 15 20 years ago where you had to hire a professional to do a video because you just didn't have the equipment but now everybody has the equipment so you got to be careful 
in um, who you hire and um, the expectations of what you're trying to do. I mean, it, it, it all comes down to budget. What can you afford? I know, you know, I talked to, when I was talking to um, WLPD West Lafayette, they were investigating different people. And there was a group out of, I think, Arizona that like they specialize in this, but the quote was what way outside of their budget. I mean, they were more in line with like a big city, you know, type budget. So you got to right. figure out how much money are you going to spend? And to be honest, I mean, there's going to be a certain level, you're going to have to invest. I mean, if you're thinking about doing it and doing it right, right. And hopefully if you do this video, it's one you can repurpose and reuse for several years. So you have to think about it in those terms. So you need to figure out, okay, we're going to have this video. We're going to use it for three or four years or until the chief retires. And then we had to do a new one. <laughs> but you got to think about, this is an investment in the future of our agency. So if you think about those terms, just saying, ah, oh, we're going to do a silly video. We'll just hire whoever, you know, and then, and then roll with it. Cause you're going to get, you know, varying quality. So that's, that's really important. So vet whoever you're going to hire, figure out what kind of budget you're looking at and see if you can get anybody to, to work within that budget. Um, and then, I mean, really, it just comes down to, you know, coordination and cooperation with whoever you hire and then having a discussion of like, what is it that you want to sell in this video? What makes your agency unique? What are some of the things you want to highlight? What is the approach that you're willing? Are you willing to allow the filmmaker to be creative? And like, how about we do, you know, a send up of a used car commercial, a used car commercial like we just saw? Yeah. Or how about I know a guy who can who's who's an excellent drone pilot that has one of these small drones we can fly around and and do something cool like that. Now, obviously, like we just said, you don't want to do imitations of stuff that's already out there because you do want to create your own original video that um, will cut through that noise that's out there, right? Because there's a lot of this stuff out there. Um, and then once you have that discussion, then you just, you know, you have to be committed on your, your end because the filmmaker is not going to be able to, you know, coordinate everything because they're going to, they're going to ask for a lot and they're going to need help. So if you can appoint someone within your organization, I know a lot of smaller agencies don't have this, but you need to have someone as a point person who can kind of corral the other officers if you want to set something up, if you want to set up a chase scene, a SWAT, or you want to get some, some footage of whatever. And then also, it's really important to figure out calendar-wise when you're going to do this and what are some like, what are some like um, uh, B-roll, so B-roll footage, like when can you go out and get footage of just like community events that fits within the calendar? Because there are certain periods of the year where the police that is going to be involved in the community you want to show that. So there's a lot of things to think about. Um, but I think, you know, the first thing is, is try and identify somebody or that, that can help you guide you through this process. And then, I mean, if you're in Hollywood, you're in New York, obviously you're going to have a lot of resources that are, there are a ton of different people you can hire. If you're in a smaller city, you know, like Lafayette or West Lafayette, you're going to be limited. Um, to who who you who you'll be able to find, but there typically are some talented people out there. You just have to look and 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 I never hire anybody based if they can't show you what they've done, like an example of their work. I no don't don't <laughs> you you want to be sure that you're you're investing in somebody that like oh okay they've done this before or they've done something similar or they have the chops to pull this off. So um, 
Well, I would say just to chime in there, uh, the part that you touched on is make sure that you have the, the right communication with the, with the executive staff of the police department and make the executive staff needs to also make sure that whatever message you're telling is, is one that your, um, your mayor, your city manager, your city council, that they're all going to be supportive of as well. Because you don't want to spend a lot of time, effort and resources on a project only to have it get torpedoed on you afterwards. So it's, it's better to, it's better to get all that stuff done up front, get it, you know, you know, sometimes you, you know, you get a lot of, there is such a thing as too much feedback, too much input, because then, then you, then you feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not even the creative here, right? Like, but well, you're going to round out the edges and make it very, yeah. you know, very homogenized and uninteresting. Because yeah. what makes something compelling is usually something that is going to be, you know, like I said, high risk, high reward. Not not, not everything's high risk, but any type, any time you do some kind of creative endeavor, right? Everybody has an opinion about something, and the yeah. more opinions you throw out, something the more. I mean, like I said, homogenized and just kind of vanilla it becomes because you're trying to please a bunch of different people. So make sure that's another important thing. Make sure that you got like maybe a committee within or a single person that's going to be have the final sign off. And then obviously you want input from your from your officers. And if there's anything that's like, oh, I don't really want to show that or I think that's the wrong. I don't want to let's let's cut that out. We're we're really we're not quite sure because the filmmaker and whoever you hire may not, they may not have all the information. There might be something that you're trying to avoid that happened three years ago and you don't want to show that or something. Right. So, yeah. But I mean, I think it's something that it's, like I said, I think obviously with the environment um, that you're in, that uh, a compelling recruiting video can go a long way in helping you um, stand out from the pack. And 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 be able to tell your story because you're controlling it, right? This is the time where you control your story, and so you can tell whatever type of story you want, and then hopefully you get people to respond and and um, sign up or at least investigate the possibility of of joining the force. Yeah, you know it's funny because um, uh, my wife and I were just having this conversation the other night. It's 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 seen <laughs> despite the fact that. Policing in America sometimes has been less than popular. What has never ceased is the the production of new police shows coming out of Hollywood and on television. Oh yeah, you know well, they, and a lot of the things you said, right? There's that it, it's just a compelling, interesting, you know, human dynamic that you just that you know it's just hard to replicate in other areas. Yeah, and and I mean I think. It, as an occupation, it's a, you know, not, not every situation, I mean, it's, it's limited, but there's, there's high stakes a lot of times in some of these situations, not always life and death, but there's, and that's what makes it compelling drama for t- television right. is that there's the, the high stakes aspect of, of the profession. Um, but yeah, they're always, so I think that in itself, cause I think, a, I mean, I think a lot of people grow up, not a lot of people, but people that become officers, they're probably influenced by, those police shows, right? Some of those, they like absolutely I, 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 are absolutely. I, I, you know, they see that, and I was like, oh, I, I could do that. Um, I was the same way growing up. I go see a movie, and I'm like, man, I love to be. And you know, I, and what happened to me was like, I keep going seeing a movie, and I realize, 
maybe it's the movies that I want to make. It's the because you <laughs> I'd be so influenced and so impacted by by the movies. I was just like, oh man, maybe I just want to do that and make the movies. But yeah. All right. So normally I ask people, and I know you're a big reader, you love to read. And I normally ask, all right, what book are you currently reading? So we're gonna, but I'm gonna add, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, there's gonna be a twist. So I'm, I am going to ask you though, which, which, what's the latest book you've read and fiction or nonfiction? Okay. So the, the, the latest book that I've read is, um, I bought this book for my daughter for Christmas, but I kept it and started reading it. <laughs> it, I, the, the name right now escapes me. I'm sorry, but it's the history of surgery. It, huh. it, it, it traces back. It's fascinating. Um, uh, I, I'll, I'll try and find out what the name of it is. I don't remember. Oh, I'm, the name. I'm looking right now because we can't, uh, anytime it's, it's, you, uh, buy, buy a present and keep it for yourself. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it, it traces the, the history of, of surgery in, and it's fascinating how Empire you know, of the Scalpel. That's it. Empire of the Scalpel. All right. It's fantastic. And just to give you a thing, there's, there's four things. Uh, I think if, if I remember right, there's four things that make modern surgery possible. Four things that were were that had to, to come about to make modern surgery possible as we see it today. So can you name any of those four things? I would have to, it has to be the scalpel, right? Since that's the name of the book, Empire of the Scalpel. Like no, not so the tools, is it like but the, I mean okay. Four things right. that make modern surgery modern surgery. So we've always had like sharp instruments, but what makes what makes modern surgery possible? Four four things. Well, a sterile environment. Yeah, that's one. That's one. Um, that that was a pro. It was problematic, and that didn't happen until the late eighteen hundreds, because people didn't believe in germs and they didn't understand it. Um, so that was one. That was high actually high-end video, um, <laughs> like magnification. Well, technology, but that's not that's not one of the primary ones. That's that's been helpful. So think about. If you go all the way back, and so if you're talking a, the like twelve, the, like the Renaissance, like a study so, of anatomy, yeah, exactly. Okay. So before before like the Renaissance, you could not dissect a corpse; it was against the law. You could not. So people didn't know. So what? How they f found out was like they would take animals, so that no one had a really knowledge of how the human anatomy worked until like the 1400s. and then of course the printing press allowed them to. To disseminate that information, that's that's one. Then the second one is being able to control bleeding, because they had no idea of how to control bleeding, and so that came about in oh, I I don't want to 1700s. No, later than that probably. Uh, it's been a while since I've read that chapter. So do you have anatomy, bleeding, a sterile environment, and then the most I think the most important thing to make it possible. Um, I don't, the, per, the surgeon themselves, like anesthesia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> before we had anesthesia, they would literally do surgery and you would be conscious. So imagine cutting into somebody. <laughs> they did, they did surgeries. It was, um, you know, and the interesting thing, and just one more thing about, we're getting way off the topic, but the, the interesting thing about, about surgeons is that they were before surgery became like a, a practice where it was taught in schools, they were called barber surgeons. People that were barbers were the surgeons in the communities. And so, you know, that pole, the red and white pole, where yeah. that comes from with barbers, that's from bloody rags that 
So they they kind of took that red and white. It was bloody. It was red and so it was bloody rags that you would see around a barber. And so that's what that that red and white pole comes from with barbers. But they were barber surgeons. So the people that cut you hair, cut your hair. I mean, at that time they were like lancing stuff, chopping. They weren't actually going internally and doing because if you had to operate before you knew how to control bleeding, you had anesthesia. Most that was like the last resort, and most people died, right? But right. it is a fascinating book because he kind of tracks the whole history and the big moments that happen along the ways that makes modern surgery possible. The guy that wrote it is, is is a surgeon as well. And so he has a lot of knowledge and he, you know, tells stories of his own, his own um, residency. Oh, nothing better than like ER stories from. Oh yeah. Um, from surgeons. Yeah. So that's the one um, that I've read most recent. And then I, the Stephen King book and, you know, I always read Stephen King and, and uh, reading the uh, biography on Paul Newman, but yeah. All right. So since you're a filmmaker, we got to go right to the movies now. What's the greatest movie of all time? Oh, man. So (laughs) the thing is, it's like we got to go by genre. You're not going to. Well, I I will just give you a kind of my top five. Definitely not in any particular order. But like so in my top five is The Graduate, Dustin Hoffman, 1967. Um, the Godfather, I combine one and two as one movie. So that gives me an extra movie if I go. So the Godfather <laughs> one and two, um, Jaws, um, the verdict bridge of the river Kwai. And let me throw in rear window. So that's th- those nice. movies are all in my top, top, top 10, top six, whatever I, you know, and I got star Wars back there, but I, star Wars is, you know, kind of a touchstone of my childhood more than anything. But it's it's a great movie, but I would be in my top probably ten or fifteen. Um, but um, the thing about movies and tell it's it's so subjective. Everybody has their own taste, and 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 there's so much out there. And I used to be really judgmental and judge people on what their favorite movie <laughs> when I was young. And I was like, you like that piece of crap? Like I can't be your friend. Uh, um, but like what you learn is like you Hollywood elitist. I tell yeah, you. exactly. Uh, you know, I was a film snob. You know, that's what you when you go to film school, you become a film snob. And that, but I've released, I've moved past, and I've grown. And you come to realize that you know everybody has their own specific tastes, and a lot of things affect you know why you like a particular movie. If you're, for instance, if you if you're a police officer, right, you might be, you might like a, a movie because it's reflective of what you do, what you know, what you've learned on the job, and maybe someone who doesn't have that knowledge not, may not have the appreciation, right? And may not see that in that particular movie. So there's a lot yeah. of things that form, you know, taste and opinion. But the one so thing- you said, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I got to say it because you say, you know, one of your top five movies was Jaws. And so I do recall your youngest son showing up at our house <laughs> on Halloween, just dressed up as Chief Brody. <laughs> yeah, we got him the Chief Brody, he had Amity, Amityville, like the patch. <laughs> nobody knew like only one or two people knew what the heck he was because they were like uh, this is a movie from 1975 for one and there he would it looked like he was just a, a police officer because he had the brown you know kind of uh uniform that roy schneider wears in the movie and he had the glasses yeah yeah all right well i'm sorry i interrupted you all right we better we better shut this thing down we've been going for a while um how do uh, if people need to learn more about how to make a good police recruiting video, 
how they get a hold of you. Okay. Well, I'm trying to take a break from doing, but you know, if someone wants to email me, <laughs> you're not looking for work. No, no, I I'm willing. I'm willing. Yeah. I'm willing to have a discussion talk about, I mean, um, but um, I mean, heck this could become like a whole side profession, right? Um, it, well, it could be quite frankly, if people want to get so, it done right. Yeah. So if you Indiana filmworks at gmail.com. So Indiana then filmworks F I F I L M W O R K S at gmail.com. That's my company and that's my email. If people want to reach out, they have questions or want to have a discussion. And you know, I'm based in West Lafayette, Indiana. So if you're looking to do a video and like you've got the budget to fly me out there, I mean, wherever you're at, <laughs> we can have that discussion. But just um, I could consult. I, I'm excellent at consulting. So, I mean, you know, that's that's the best thing, consulting. Have someone yeah. else do all the work and I can throw in my two cents. Well, um, you know, if, if so some people, and quite frankly, you know, people that are coming from smaller agencies that just maybe they do have a couple people that have some technical skills. I mean, there are, you know, not everyone can do the LAPD production. So, yeah, um, uh, there are definitely ways. And there's there some, and there's some tips the and there's some. Yeah. And there's some tips that I can, people ask me all the time on what should I use? You know, what, if we've got this, we've got that, you know, work with what you have. And then I can offer some suggestions. I just don't want to be flooded with like, Hey, we've got this, this, and what, what should we do? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not saying don't no, contact me if you're interested. I'm, I'm more than willing to have a discussion. And, and, um, I know that the, the need is there, right. Right. Um, to, to do the, to do this work and, to reach out to, to potential recruiters. All right, Jason Doty, thank you for being our guest on the Coptimizer podcast today. And uh, that was fun. Yeah, thanks, Pat. It was a pleasure. All right, till next time, we're 1042.